Hey folks, Matt here. Lex and I thought it'd be important to put a content warning before getting into today's episode. Uh, we discussed some news stories that unfortunately make mention of abuse, both physical and sexual in nature. So we thought it'd be important for folks to know that before listening in. Thank you once again for joining us and on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Are We're, we doing a thing? Is yes. this a show? Oh, uh, okay. This cool. Is, are you ready for the show? Bye. Is a, is it, do we do a podcast? I, I seem to remember. <laughs> <laughs> At one point or another in my life, I was doing a podcast. I, I, I might be a little I, off. Yeah, I always think of the um, Schitt's Creek thing when I when I get in a moment like that where I'm like, hey, man, I'm doing a thing or whatever. <laughs> when Moira's going, Moira's going, did I used to have a drinking problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm just being goofy. I'm having a very goofy day. Yeah. Um, it's one yeah. of those. It's one of those. Yep. So last week, you know, I... I want to put this out there, um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started, uh, mm. you know, for, for our, yes. for our listeners. Uh, last week we talked about a lot of things, but, uh, one topic in general, of course, you've seen it in the news. It's one that, uh, you know, everybody is covering right now. And I said some things on the mic that I want to apologize for because they weren't a hundred percent accurate. So, mm -hmm. um, right now I want to tell you that the, uh, the giant woman from Resident Evil Village is not Jesus. eight foot tall. She's actually nine foot six. And that is the official word from Capcom because they're so excited <laughs> that so many people are uh, talking about her and, and Myron. So, yeah. They're like, we finally made something, guys. You <laughs> like it. You really like it. It's been since the 90s. <laughs> right, right. You know, now now they have their own official thirst trap. That they can produce, uh, you know, body pillows for, and mouse pads, Oof. and other vending machine items that I won't discuss. How long would the body pillow be? Holy That's shit. what I want to know. Yeah. If you could make a one-to-one a, a -one size body pillow for uh, the, the, the giant woman vampire, then hey. <laughs> sounds so comfy it does i mean they make they make life-size like snorlax pillows now you can make one for uh lady dimitrescu yeah i don't see why not get all of the merch out there i'm saying you know Funko pop that's just human size <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward we scaled it up. <laughs> i'm looking forward to um the the return of of comic cons when we see people dressed up like this character because they're going to have to have like those half stilts on underneath this big flowing mm. gown. But what's great about that is, is that they're out of the airspace of all the other nerds. So they're missing all the smells and the possible germs that are flowing through the convention. It's a smart move. Yeah. I, what I like about that is that at like three o'clock in the afternoon, I'll see them sitting on the ground tired <laughs> 
eating like a corn dog <laughs> and the stilts are sitting next to them and they're just dead in the eyes. <laughs> that's, the part, that's the part of conventions that I like. Like, this was a mistake. <laughs> You're just like, holy fuck, I've been walking around in this heavy makeup and all of this gear all day. <laughs> I'm really tired. And that just always makes me laugh for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I'm an asshole. <laughs> You're a realist, man. Look, we've <laughs> we've briefly touched on our whole feelings about cosplay before, but I don't it's not for me. I'll say that. It's it ain't. not for me either. I have friends who are into it, and I will say if the girl's hot enough, I'll become a cosplay fan. But you know <laughs> That's where you landed last time too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, isn't that my stance on pretty much everything? Hey, you know not legal or <laughs> morally repugnant <laughs> you know what it's honest it's fair it's not creepy you're just being you know you're putting it out there like look <laughs> if you got a hobby you're hot <laughs> i will give that hobby a shot <laughs> I, I will at the very least listen to you enthusiastically about that hobby <laughs> <laughs> i will come to your improv shows Oh, no, there's a line. There is a line, and it is improv. Oh, man. I do not want to watch it. (laughs) I do not want to be an improv girlfriend. Please don't Mm, make me. Yeah, because then... I I probably just cursed myself into this becoming a reality. God damn it. You're going to have to be the one to come up with suggestions when nobody else is uh, feeling like speaking (laughs) up. You're going to become the producer. (laughs) I would just come up with really dark shit and make them go, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're trying to put on a comedy show. All right, give us a person. The Night Stalker. Be Hitler. What are you doing, Lex? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just wondering. Would you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> so. I mean, that- you know what happens? I don't have to worry about having an improv girlfriend anymore. There you, you go. Know? That's so, yeah, that's the litmus test right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, so yeah, that's uh, that's still a thing. People are still going nuts <laughs> over the vampire chick. Yeah, that she's that tall. Mm-hmm. I like that they were like, no, 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 she's not eight feet tall. She's nine foot six. <laughs> okay, thank you. Cool. Good to know. Yep. Eventually, you're going to have to hit her with a mallet or, you know, a bazooka or something. In the game? Yeah. Eventually. That'll be sad. she's like the the boss? I would imagine so. I mean, you're like in a village, and in the demo, it feels like you're like in a a plantation and you're underground. I haven't watched any, any footage of this yet. Again, once again. Pretty much, like, if I don't see it in my feed or someone doesn't send it to me, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about the giant woman. I'm excited <laughs> to get to the end of our show because I have a wall of weird, and I wanna, I wanna hear your thoughts about this. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you have a wall of weird because I think I added one this week. So <laughs> I'm ready for it. So okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like we should start with the heavier stuff. This, guys, this whole episode is going to be pretty heavy, honestly. Yeah. Most of these stories are heavy. 
we have a little bit of an update. Well, we have we have um, a listener message actually. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. So we got a note from Denise after listening to last week's episode, and mm-hmm. uh, she was discussing the uh, the segment about uh, Claudia Conway, and uh, she says. This Claudia Conway situation keeps getting worse. I hadn't heard about this photo thing at all. Also, something interesting I learned recently, we are being encouraged to call it child abuse materials rather than child porn. Just like we say sex workers instead of the other thing. Anyway, I figured I would share because I appreciated learning that. And I think that's a that's a refreshing uh, take on that. I I personally hadn't heard that terminology being used. And I hadn't uh, either, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's it's something that, um, you know, people some folks get upset when we talk about, uh, you know, certain categories and, and, and certain classifications changing and evolving and stuff like that. But that's how language works. You know, at first, uh, yeah. you, you know, folks, folks get crazy like Dave Chappelle talking about, oh, the alphabet people and shit like that. And. I, I can see he's a comedian. He wants to poke light at everything. But at the same time, there are some people, some fans of his and other certain comedians that use that type of shit aggressively against folks. And that's not what it's about. Yeah. And we've discussed this before. I do think that it's a separate conversation where we're talking about um, comedy meant to be comedy. Yeah. Um, when we were discussing this particular story in the news um we were not talking about it in a comedic context even though this is a you know comedy and pop culture podcast so um, but thank you for reining me back because i was going down a thought path with that and that's a whole like you said it's a whole different subject so right it's a whole it's a whole separate thing um and and we've definitely gone and gotten into that and there's you know a lot of validity to that conversation but in this context, it's not, you know, we were definitely not talking about that, that no. particular story in that way. No. So. Yeah, both of us. There's were pretty, no reason to use that term. Right. We were both pretty freaked out about hearing about her situation. And, yeah, you know, it's it, it is horrifying. And it's one of those situations where it's like we want to do what we can to get this person out of there because. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want to be in that situation. Nobody would want to be in that situation. But unfortunately, it's her reality right now. And also, no one was talking about it and no one has talked about it since. That's what I was about to say. We yeah. don't have an update on this because nothing else has come from it. I did a How Google is search. the media not all over this? With all of these QAnon bullshit stories and everything going on, they yeah. were like, what? The QAnon stuff is monopolizing the news right now. You know, between that and the GameStop stuff, it's just nonstop. Especially that that one senator who's just like going off the deep end. I can't think of her name right now. Marjorie Green, I believe. Yeah. And like this that that does need attention paid to it because you need to have people paying for, you know, this particular uh I mean, she needs to be removed from office. Absolutely. But so does fucking Ted Cruz. Like, these, these other people need to be removed from office, too. Yeah. Um, Lauren Bobert, she needs to get out of there. Right, 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 right. These are really dangerous people. Right. Um, it's not just, like, talk and politician bullshit. Ted Cruz wants to be president. That's his big thing right now. <laughs> 
He wants to be president in 2024. Not That's with, why he's a fucking nut job right now. Not with that That's beard. his only goal. Mm-mm. Right. That's his only goal right now. That's what he's doing. That's why he is digging in so much deeper than him and, oh, God. Uh, I always forget that guy's name, that fucking ugh, guy. Uh, the other one who was elected re- in recently. Oh, uh, Matt Gertz, Gert Gerwitz, whatever his name. Is. No, no, he's terrible too, though. I think he, I think he also wants high-ranking, at least high-ranking, uh, political stuff. So, anyway, whatever. Yeah. There's a couple of these guys. They just they're eyeing the presidency. That's what they're doing. That's why they're they're stoking all this rhetoric and everything like that. Yeah. Um. So they're becoming deep Trump people. I mean, I am fascinated by Ted Cruz's life journey right now yes yeah. dude he is he wants to be president so bad and you can just like smell it on him and that's why he will never be president and i want to dig into that. Likes that i want to dig into that a little bit more but this is exactly what we were just talking about the media gets distracted by ted cruz by QAnon, by all no, this other shit the point that i'm making is the point I'm making is these stories are important mm-hmm. and I don't think it's, I, I don't like saying it's a distraction. Like it is a very important story that if we don't pay attention to, they're not going to pay. They're going to bury it on, like they're going to um, uh, sweep it under the rug. Right. Right. That's what the Republican party is already trying to do. So like we do have to pay attention to that. But I'm just amazed that nothing has come from this Claudia Conway story because it is so incredibly um, disturbing, um, reckless, uh, callous. Yeah, they're right. It's all of of those things, but it's also a story that sells. That's Mm -hmm. the part that I was trying to get to without being callous, like and and terrible about it. You know, I I hear you. Yeah, I. Yeah. I want to know what we can do to help. And that's the thing. Like you mentioned that last week. I want to know what we can do to help. But as as always, out of the Conway household, it's like if it's not coming from Claudia, you're not getting anything out of there besides, you know, rhetoric from either Kellyanne or her husband. Yeah. It's it's fucking weird. Crazy. Fucking weird. But we do appreciate that correction. Yes. Um, we will do our best to do that properly going forward. And Matt and I will try to keep each other in check on that. But if we ever make mistakes with that, always message us. Absolutely. We appreciate that. It's what we do. We're accountability buddies. <laughs> I don't like that term, but okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's true. It's yeah. true. It's always appreciated. Yeah. So back to uh, fucking Ted Cruz for a second. Yeah, so let's let's talk about. I think the man who is the most hated man in America. I mean, probably there's. I yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of competition for that role right now. But, but somebody people, seriously, people. There are a lot of people that fucking love Trump yeah. as much as we hate him, and there are a lot of people that you know love Biden. Uh, you know, we're us being like not. We don't love him in a fucking weird way, but like. We like Joe Biden, and there are people that hate him or whatever. I feel like even Republicans don't like Ted Cruz. And that's fair. And yeah. I think they need to be more vocal about that. See, we're we're getting we're in a 
it feels like we're in a space right now where some Republicans are shaking off the brainwashing and they don't know how far away they want to move from this, you know, far right QAnon bullshit to get back to just good old evil conservative Republican, you know, the type of the good old days, the type of nemesis <laughs> that, you know, we know and love begrudgingly. No, 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 no. But on a serious tip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I have a hard time respecting anybody who stood idly by. It's impossible to do. Anybody who stood idly by over these past four years while, you know, what's his face was just being a fucking asshole and just destroying the country overall. It's yeah. not a party line thing. It's a humanitarian thing. It's, it's seeing the damage it did to American citizens, to the world at large and a reputation on the world stage. It's, it should never be about party lines to the common man. There's going to be things that you like and dislike about every politician. I saw a tweet earlier today. Somebody was like, look, I voted for Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. I plan on holding Joe Biden accountable for everything that yeah. he messes up in the next four years because I don't blindly follow somebody to just do the right thing because I'm a fan. And yeah, so, that's yeah. weird. Like, that's fucking weird to be that into a politician. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You shouldn't and, blindly follow anyone that way, no matter no. what side of the aisle you're on. And when I hear it excused away, like, well, you guys did it for your guy. It, it just what? it's a testament to how folks perceived why we were so gung ho about Barack Obama becoming president. It wasn't because he was the best politician in the world. It wasn't because like. Oh, he's substantially better than any other president we've ever had in history. No, it was because he was making history just by being president, you know? And yeah, yeah he was but younger, like white he was people, hipper, you know? White people flip the fuck out over that. I remember it happening then, and it has continued for years that, like, well, Obama won because people voted for him because he's black. Mm -hmm. Black people voted for him because he's black. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, like, sure. Why are you? Why does that bother you so much? <laughs> you voted for Trump because he's white, right? Like, and a male. <laughs> like, you don't want to admit that? Oh, okay, all right. But there's a disconnect. Like, I, I there. just don't. You know, I, I'm like, who cares? The implication is that you're being an uneducated voter Very voting so. for President Obama. But like. I don't I never got that sense. I don't like, <laughs> like I just don't care. I you know, I, I the main thing, I mean, I look, I don't hate Hillary Clinton the way other people do. I have some criticisms of her, but I yeah. also have a lot of things that I really admire about her. I think that she's I think that the way that she is portrayed is kind of wild. And it seems to be the universal fun thing for Men across the board to hate Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird. And some, thing. Of, yeah, some of the criticism is fair, but the the fact that like hard right guys and like hard left guys will come together and be like, "Well, she's a bitch" or whatever. I'm like, you need to evaluate this a little bit more. Like that's a weird thing for you guys to be agreeing on. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. It's a side effect of women who... Because she's a woman. Who cares? Yeah. What? No, that, that 
that behavior is a side effect to them being triggered by the fact that there are women in their lives who have turned them down before, just flat out told them no when, you know, they, they wanted something, whether it be a relationship or whatever. And they equate that to that same vibe, that same image. Like this, this woman reminds me of a woman who stood in my way once. I don't like her for some reason. It, it's just that guttural, it, weird yeah. feeling. And they don't know how to put themselves in check and say, oh shit, you know, let me go ahead and self-evaluate. Am I being misogynistic? Am I looking at this through a lens that I shouldn't be looking at it through? Basically, anytime you look at a politician and how they present their image uh, physically and you start making comments about whether or not you would have sex with them or does, if they're desirable or not. Yeah. Then that should be a red flag in your in your mind going, all right, I need to step back and really consider what what is important. here. Yeah. And if you're like if you're like, I would fuck Ted Cruz, then you need therapy. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's not about the sexuality, no matter what you are, like where you lie on the spectrum or anything like that. It's about the fact that he is um, a troll human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So cast that demon out, you know. So Ted Cruz today, um, uh, well, not today, but I guess in a a recent interview, he made some comments about uh, some (laughs) some movies that you may be familiar with. Okay. Basically, um, he was talking about Watchmen and uh, the entire Marvel universe, specifically like Endgame, where uh, he okay. says, you know, you talked about Inevitable, and I have to say it brought to mind Avengers Endgame. And, you know, Carrie doesn't quite have the massive Thanos hands and fingers, but you could see the Inevitable and the finger snapping. And actually, what is interesting in Endgame Who? is curious. Oh, he's talking about um, Joe Carey. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So (laughs) he goes on to say, uh, where was it? He He goes, uh, okay. Actually, what's interesting in Endgame is curious. Have you noticed in how many movies, how often rabid environmentalists are bad guys, whether it's Thanos or go to the Watchmen, where the view of the left is people are a disease. They buy into the Malthusian line that there are too many people in the world, that people are bad and everything could be better if we have fewer people. I mean, Thanos wanted to eliminate 50% of the life forms of the universe with one, with one finger snapping. So, okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, <laughs> first of all, well, he, he mispronounced... Are you, are uh, you saying that radical radicalism can turn people into monsters because hey, hey that's actually fucking true look at that first of all first thing he mispronounced thanos in every instance as thanos when oh, i don't wish know it was thanos <laughs> i like that thanos fella thanos <laughs> <laughs> so he's also proved that he fundamentally misunderstood everything about the marvel films and watchmen uh, in a previous right, because con- in addition to being hated yeah. and just a terrible person, he's also a fucking idiot. Right, he has that on top of everything else. Oh, and he doesn't know how to defend his own wife. Remember that, guys. <laughs> oh god, Remember. yeah, that's a yeah. whole different thing. But okay, yeah. so I think also if if I'm reading into this, he's used to being able to associate himself with the villain of these so-called you know uh, lib liberal movies. So when he sure. saw the villain in, in the Marvel films, 
was somebody who was a uh, environmentalist, it scared him. And he didn't know how to react to that. So he goes, oh, this must be the hero of the film. And the good guys uh, see this guy as someone who they admire. So I'm going to talk about how Thanos is a bad character. No, they spent an hour whooping the ever-living fuck out of Thanos at the end of that movie. I don't know how much more you need to see to understand that, you know, us Hollywood liberals see Thanos as a bad guy. I don't understand. Does he, like, does... Uh, I'm just fascinated with his view of movies now. Yeah. Does he watch, like, you know, The Dark Knight and be like, man, the Joker is truly a hero of our age, like, of the ages. Like, what, what, I don't... Oh, I bet he's a big-time, like, Joker fan. He was like, finally, Ooh. finally they gave him his own movie, you know. But the other thing, too, he's he's a big pop culture head, and he's he's peeked his head out with that previously. When he was I running, did not know this. Yeah, when he was running for president, um, he was trying to endear himself to the American people and mm. decided to try his hand at doing Simpsons impersonations, which were horrible. You know, I mean, yes, first of all, if you're listening and you're a political advisor in any capacity, you should be very careful with just trying to give them jokes in general. Any of these politicians, because more than likely your candidate is not charismatic. They're not. No, (laughs) (laughs) you're trying to make them charismatic. And the way to do that is not using jokes because they can't do it. There's like two of them that can tell jokes. President Obama being one of them. Probably Bill Clinton being the other one. He's very charismatic. Um, I'm sorry, John Kerry. I thought... Ted Kerry earlier? John Kerry. That's what I meant. Yeah, I knew what you were... I knew what you were talking about, but I was like, what? Um, Who was the one? Amy Klobuchar. She did a pretty good job telling jokes at the inauguration. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Like, she wasn't too bad. Anyway... Most of them can't tell jokes, especially someone like Ted Cruz. Um, that's never-ending fascination with how fucking stupid that man is. <laughs> I <laughs> see Thanos, like I, I just, or, or, <laughs> Thon, uh, Thanos, whatever. Thanos, yeah. How do you? They say the name like forty times in the movie. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Also, isn't he Canadian? I just want to bring that, that story back, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there with Ted Cruz. But it's always something shady with him. There's always something underhanded, but not nefarious enough to make him, like, the primary villain of the story. So I, I think maybe there's a little jealousy there, too, you know, when it comes to the to the main antagonist. Because he's always, like, the henchman. He's the one... The second in command. He's like Starscream on Transformers, right? So Trump is over there doing his Megatron shit and just being a just total asshole trying to take over the world or destroy it, whatever the day is. And then Starscream, all he does is sit on the sidelines like Ted Cruz and wait for Megatron to fuck up so he can just scoop up, you know, the the crown and wear that and take over the Decepticons. Holy shit, I made that work. You did, and I still didn't understand a fucking word of it. <laughs> I'm, I believe you. I believe that it worked, but 
I swear I that was just pure gibberish to me. So another fun thing that's going on uh, lately is now the uh, staunch conservatives have to have to find a way to uh, defend the branch of military known as the Space Force. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So you got Lauren Boebert tweeting things like the Space Force is an official branch of our armed services and the Biden administration goes out and openly mocks it on television for all to see the level of disrespect they have for those who serve is disgraceful. And to that, think like about to say, all of our space, our space vets. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All, all those, of them uh, served in space. All those hard won victories that have uh, yeah. taken place in space. You know, in fact, uh, a- another uh, QAnon person said something about uh, there being a Jewish space laser that is responsible oh, for yeah. wildfires. Yeah. So maybe our That's space scary. force under the cloak like, of darkness went up and took care of that space laser for us. And that's why the, 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 the forest fires have stopped. Not, not cause so, of, you know, right. So that was like a lot of people were making jokes and I was like, okay, some of these jokes are really funny, particularly like Jews making those jokes because that's, you know, how you face something that is, but I'm like, guys, this statement is very scary. Yes. Like this is, insane and the anti-semitism there is so strong and i'm just like okay we're making jokes but i'm actually like we should be concerned about this yeah no that's not good uh shit mm-hmm. like it was that kind of like okay man like i know we're gonna mock this person but also can we deal with this please? yeah mocking okay. doesn't work for these people and it's because they don't have any self-respect it's all about, you know, speaking for their party or whatever. It's not about the common sense of thinking, hey, there are some Jewish individuals who are Republican as well. Maybe we better not start that racist shit and alienate them. No, that is never the case. Nope. And I I don't know why they're able to uh, to get away with it for so long. But that's just it. It goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning of this conversation, which is it's like a shell game. There's so much happening all the time that by the time the news cycle gets around to it, after a day, a week at most, it's already gone and forgotten. But this Lauren Boebert person who folks have, uh, they've chastised her, uh, rather, they've, 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 they've associated her with the Capitol riots, which, by the way, happened less than a month ago, right? Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh huh. Um, they've associated right. It's a hell of a month, man. Um, they've associated her with this because basically, uh, you know, the 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 members of Congress were asked not to tweet out the location or what was going on on social media, and she went out of her way to say, "Oh, this is our 1776," and oh, um, you know, Speaker Pelosi has left the chambers, and it's like, yeah, she was tweeting the location of Pelosi, right, which. The you know the two biggest people that were were in danger, let's be honest, would have been, or I'm, I'm sorry, three because Mike Pence, mm-hmm. they they were going after Mike Pence for not overturning the election, inexplicably. Like right. I have no idea what they how they thought that would happen. Uh, so Mike Pence was one. 
um, AOC, Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez, right. um, who has been talking about it today and yesterday. Uh, and <laughs> also this is within and Pelosi was the third one. But, you know, AOC was talking about specifically her experience at the Capitol. And it's all the more reason why we need to have hearings about this and full investigations and everything, because it was a a very scary, scary story. Um, And she also, you know, we're going to delve into this a little bit more, but very difficult time, um, probably for survivors of sexual assault uh, right now, because it's in the news a lot. Yeah. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is one of the people who has now said she is a survivor of sexual assault. So yeah, that re-triggered, it sounds like re-triggered some of her um, experiences with that, unfortunately, and yeah. on top of everything else. And my heart goes out to her and basically everybody yeah. who was involved in this. I, I know that we've spent a lot of time focusing on uh, the folks who are just the the flashing lights and sirens all the time. But yeah. it, it really does. It concerns me to no end that, you know, this happened less than a month ago. And, you know, yeah, we, we laugh about it. We, we kind of try to brush it off because we got to We got to keep moving. But well, it's scary, and exactly. and uh, most of us can't do anything about it right now. Well, that's just it. What I'm saying is, it's just my heart goes out to the people that were involved in this because this was a yeah. legit terrorist attack. AOC on her Instagram basically spelled out the whole thing for us in great detail, explaining exactly yeah. what it was like for someone like her to be involved in this to hear. These these rav these just raging lunatics on the other side of the door demanding to find her to do God knows what. But we have an idea because we found bombs. We we saw the zip tie handcuffs. We saw people with spears. We saw people who were violent, breaking windows and whatnot. Yeah. So we know what they had in mind. Right. And the uh, an actress who you've probably heard of, Sophia Bush, Mm -hmm. um, she was ju- like has been talking about this for a while but saying that was terrorism. Yeah. And Breitbart decided to write a story for some fucking reason saying Sophia Bush calls for capital uh people to be called terrorists. And now that happened yesterday. Now Sophia Bush is getting constant death and rape threats. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She's being bombarded particularly on Instagram with yeah. this. Uh so yeah, this is just like you know, it's it's harm. And then, like, we think about, you know, the AOC, like the, these politicians and everything like that. But there's also staffers. There's also, mm-hmm. you know, secretaries, um, janitors like they're like there are all these people that work in that building who, you know, feared for their lives that day. I don't know what outlet reported about this, but I appreciated uh, there was there was some website that focused on the cleanup. And how, uh, you know, there were certain senators that were going out of their way to help with that. But mostly yeah. it was done by a, uh, an, an all African American janitorial staff that they have yeah. at the Capitol. So you have all these white nationalists running through and 
throwing their energy drinks on the ground and yeah. flinging feces and all kind of other whatnot, you know, and just causing a mess, breaking things. You know, they're they're doing exactly what they chided Black Lives Matter for uh, exactly. over the summer. You know, like, oh, you're destroying government property. This is our history. What do you think? You're 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 breaking down wooden doors that uh, have been in place since the founding of our country. What the fuck do you think you're doing? I I just want to add a quick note on this. Yeah. Talking about property, because for those who know, don't know, whatever, I'm a political science major. So what I'm I'm getting my bachelor's in political science right now. So I'm studying a lot of political philosophy and history and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all the time, you know, I'm reading all of these books and all this this information on them. And my biggest takeaway is that Americans are fucking obsessed with property. And we have been from the start. Mm-hmm. And property has ranked high. Like we talk like everyone talks about freedom and everything like that. If you look at the origins of what Americans, well, first revolutionaries and then, you know, what would become Americans, what they viewed freedom as is property and that extended to slavery that like like property is everything and once i was reading that i was like oh shit this makes perfect sense they're not going to care about anything else like this is still a thing that's deeply embedded in our culture Mm -hmm. like it's crazy to me that people won't blink an eye to a video of you know, a black man being beaten by the police. Right. But if they see a building building burning, they're like, this is violence and anarchy and terrorism and all, all the above. I'm like, the fuck is like, like, what are you doing? I'm not saying property means nothing, but why are you ranking it so high? Right. And the more I'm reading into this, the more I'm like, holy shit, we are fucking obsessed with property. Let's also property is tied to everything in our like in our american history and then it you see it it seeps into our culture it's yeah. crazy yeah it's, it's just it's also hypocritical because you have people who will go out of their way to fight for what they believe in but as soon as someone whose ideals disagree with them fight for what they believe in even if it's not inconveniencing yeah. you they'll go out of their way to criticize that and of course, social media has really given a, a platform and a voice to people uh, who who have more just radical ideas, I guess you could call them, uh, you know, not even associated with a party or which side or whatever. Just people yeah. who go out of their way to just make the most inflammatory statements and observations about what they see, yeah. taking away human rights from people uh, because they disagree with you. It, it's just... It's just so hypocritical. Yeah, and it's wild. And it's that double-edged sword of, like, there. it's also given voices to people who ha- would have never been heard. That's true. And it's you hard know? to see that sometimes. It, yeah. More and more it's becoming hard to see. And the, the level of hypocrisy is the most dangerous kind of hypocrisy because it's the kind of hypocrisy that they don't even acknowledge themselves as being hypocritical. No, it's true. I know that sounded weird. Let me untangle that. So... We're all capable of hypocrisy. That's just it. And we all commit it on almost yeah. a daily basis. But it's when you acknowledge that and you observe that in yourself. And when you say when you when you think to yourself like, hey, that's not a character for me. That's you acknowledging that hypocrisy. It's not yeah. a bad thing. 
It's how you grow. It's how you grow when you when you recognize that you're doing something out of the norm of how you would normally act and you stop yourself and you, you try to figure out why you're doing it or if this is something positive or negative in your in your being, if this is the person you want to be, that's growth. You need that. Right, right. And and eat, like you were saying, it, it's not a bad thing, but like even if it was a bad thing, let's say even in the scenario where it was a bad thing, mm-hmm. you can decide it doesn't last forever. Right. Like you can you can make that change. You know, I was just I, I've been thinking a lot about this type of thing and I guess I kind of want to share it because you're talking about like choosing that growth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like pain and painful experiences and how difficult it can be to move past them. Um, and I was just thinking about like, and I think a really big part of our world and humanity in general is we have painful things that happen to us and we can't move past them and it stalls a good future. Mm. It stalls, it, it, it eats up parts of ourselves that could have something better. And I feel like that, that extends to, so on a, on a us level, like that could extend to you went through a bad breakup and you can't get over someone treating you like shit. So you miss out on someone great who just walked right past you because they're like, I can't like, you're, you're not wanting to see me mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I can't, Try to make you see me. But with the people who are radicalized right now, I think a lot of they're into these radical conspiracies and they're like, they've lost so much. They've sacrificed so much. They can't lose this. And they're clinging so fucking hard Mm -hmm. to this thing. And they are destroying their lives and futures for this thing because they can't deal with the idea of embracing the fact that pain is a part of life it is not something you can avoid you can never avoid pain right pain will come it will happen it is a part of humanity it's how you deal with the pain how you try to minimize the pain that you cause that's how like that's how you grow as a person so like they just don't want to grow they don't want to change they don't want to move out of their existence in this craziness at all and, like, you and I, we talk about this all the time. So, like, when you go, hey, that's how you grow. When you're a hypocrite, like, recognize your hypocrisy and then grow from it. I'm sitting here going, yeah, fucking do that. We do that every day. I'm wrong about shit all the time. Awesome. Being wrong is amazing. Embrace being wrong because then you can learn new shit. But, like, some people can't do that at all. And that's, like fascinating to me is that the right word is that a nice no, that, word? <laughs> sometimes sometimes that's the only word that works and i i totally feel you um yeah. and you know it it's it's funny because like growing up of course watching star trek and hearing spock yeah. say that all the time it's like you know he he was trying to be as as uh you know neutral as possible and without emotion and just go with logic and all that stuff sometimes just Saying something as fascinating is the only possible, uh, yeah, <laughs> the only possible result you can come up with. Because yeah, it is fascinating. And there's a lot to unpack in it, and you're gonna continue to think about it. You're gonna continue to work on it. But right now, it's like, well, fuck. You know, it's like the equivalent of just saying, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if only we can name the episode, well, fuck. <laughs> Maybe we shall. Who knows? We'll see. 
You know, I've um, right. I've been watching a lot of Venture Brothers lately. Uh, I've been rewatching that, and uh, I don't know if are, are, have you uh, dug into that show? Are you a fan of that or not? I've seen a couple episodes. We've as discussed. I am not the easiest cartoon person. Right, 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 right. This yeah. one's like unless it's like an adult one. Like I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this one's like super adult. So much to the point where in the later seasons, Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah. I. I would okay. recommend giving it another shot. Adult, like, like it's just exploring bigger things? Well, let or me, Let me give you this, because this is how it ties into the conversation. So, I'm the, sorry, real quick. What, which, you said Adventure Time, right? No, no, Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. Yes. I'm sorry. That's why I was like, I thought it was a fucking kids show. Not, that's yeah. an adult swim show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I I have not seen any of Venture Brothers. Uh I know our friend Joe Martin was trying to get me into it a few years back. Yeah, yeah, he's big into it and yeah. it's it's a well-written show, it's well animated. Um it starts off a little rough, rough around the edges. On its surface, it seems like a, a a parody of Johnny Quest, which it basically is, you know. Yeah. You have this family uh, that goes on adventures together. There's a, a, a scientist who's the dad. They have mm-hmm. a bodyguard who travels with them. But it's so much more deeper. Uh, so much, so much deeper than that. Um, a lot of the show deals with these characters, uh, at a time in their lives where they've basically failed. And hmm. you're meeting them after the fact. You're meeting them at that stage of their life where it's like, okay, um, I'm, I'm getting through the depression now. And I need to figure out how to go on living my life. And it doesn't sound funny, but there's a lot of great humor in there. Oh my god! Using I those think scenarios. that this is this is my fucked up part of my brain. But I think some of the funniest moments in life can come from some of the worst moments. Yeah. Like I for sure believe that. <laughs> um. <laughs> that I really do think this show is for you. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, that sounds amazing. That's a good sell. I know Joe was trying to get me into that show. And I think at the time when we were talking about it, it wasn't available streaming anywhere. Mm. Like, it was one of those things, oh, he'd have to loan me DVDs of it. I'd uh, be like, oh, okay, cool. But like, isn't that like HBO now? It is, like it is. It is. Well, the thing is, uh, it's very slow to go to production because it's like a very intricately written and animated show. So mm-hmm. sometimes there would be years between seasons. Yeah. Uh, it's on Hulu. Short answer. It's on Hulu right now. Um, okay. They're trying to figure out a way because it was ultimately canceled by Adult Swim. They're trying to figure out a way to move it over to HBO uh, in order to let them finish out the story, which I hope, yeah. they, which I hope they do. Right. I thought that uh, Adult Swim shows were on HBO. A lot of them are, but they're they're migrating slowly. They're not going all at uh, one time. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of them are. Um. Yeah, but it's it's. I think it's worth. Is a Archer on HBO or is that one on Hulu? Archer is FX, so that's on Hulu. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's right. Um. Okay. But yeah, I just the reason I added that to the conversation is because no, no, yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like okay. You talk about how people have a hard time accepting that they're wrong about something. And this show deals with characters kind of in that state where they're still fighting for what they believe in or they're trying to find who they are. And I admire that struggle. You know, ultimately, I do admire that struggle. It's when people almost mockingly 
scoff in the face of change and say, oh, no, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm not going to listen to another opinion and I'm just going to dig my heels in here. That's where the problem is. And I, yeah, I, I think the conversation has to continue. I'm not saying, oh, we all need to come together and meet halfway. No, hold people <laughs> accountable for their bullshit. Absolutely. Right, right. But also understand on a personal level that you're wrong sometimes and that you do need to evolve your opinion as the world revolves around you or you're going to get left behind. That's all yeah. I got to say about that. No, that's definitely true. Speaking of holding people accountable, let's delve into the next story, shall we? Alrighty. Since we're already fucking fired up. <laughs> Guys, okay. this is going to be rough. Boy, howdy is it. All right. Hey, Matt. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of the musician Marilyn Manson? At one point, I liked the song that he did. But no, not really. That is, first of all, what an accurate description of Marilyn Manson as a whole. That song that he did. Because I can only think of one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, we were pretty much under the impression for a while. Now, we being... I, I thought this was already fairly well known, but not explicitly stated because of legal concerns and personal concerns that Marilyn Manson was the person who abused the actress Evan Rachel Wood. We have discussed Evan Rachel Wood on the show in the past, I believe. Um, for many reasons, not, yeah. For many reasons, but if not for me talking about her Phoenix Act, which was a phenomenal um, piece of legislation that she was she testified about, uh, I believe we talked briefly about her testimony in the past. Um, you can look that up on YouTube. You can look into the Phoenix Act in general. Uh, that was legislation in California, I believe. So, Evan Rachel Wood is an actress, but she's also an activist and has been very vocal in the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, she has, especially since going on Westworld and getting that platform has discussed um, abuse and trauma more openly. Uh, she, so, so she talked about abuse that she suffered in a lot of detail, which is incredibly brave in and of itself to talk about it because that's a very personal thing. She also has a son who is very young right now, but you know, we'll grow up and we'll see all of these things that are public. Yeah. So, I'm sure that that was a decision that was very difficult for her to struggle with as well. What to talk about, what not to talk about. So, <clears throat> uh, she, yesterday, uh, was it yesterday or earlier today? I think it was yesterday. Okay. Uh, so, we this particular story I'm reading right now, as of right now, is from NPR. Mm-hmm. Actress Evan Rachel Wood has identified Brian Warner, better known as Marilyn Manson, as the abuser, she refrained from naming in a previous testimony. In a statement posted to Instagram, uh, the actor alleged that Warner, whom she was with in a relationship between 2007 and 2010, she was a teenager. She was uh, 19 for me, me, years old, I believe, I read, and he was 36. Oh, uh, I, th Yeah, I thought she was like 17 when they met or something like that, but I could be wrong. Definitely a teenager, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she said that uh, started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. 
I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. It's disgusting. It's really bad. Her testimony is very difficult to watch. Yeah. But he's always, he's always been associated with younger women, uh, throughout. He would just show up to red carpet events and he would, and it's always the same type of woman too. And it's just creepy, you know? Um, of course. He's always been fucking creepy. Yeah. And not just in that, ooh, you know, Rob Zombie sort of way, you know? Um, just very off-putting. Very distant, very self-centered in all his dealings with people uh, in the media that you see. Um, you know, it's another situation where people get a pass because they're a talented musician. I know he's got a strong fan base. I know for a good Oh, yeah, chunk, that strong fan base is, as we once again say, threatening death and rape of on they are. all of the women coming forward. Oh, so. yeah, because, you know, your your favorites can't be problematic. That's not... How this works, right? No. Also, threatening to do the thing that your favorite is accused of. Does that not make sense in your your tiny peanut brain of like, what? Right. Huh? And you know, fortunately, this is changing in a way um, where actress actresses don't uh, actors and actresses don't feel obligated to hold this shit in anymore you know you can you can uh you see a breakup unfold on tv in the news and the tabloids or whatever and it's always like something's a little off right like you see something and it's like okay these people were crazily in love and then you see, one of them started acting a little strangely uh you know their appearance started to change and you become worried about them that sort of thing uh and then there's always some type of like press release saying our lifestyles are different. Uh, we still love each other very much, but we decided to go in different directions. But which, by the way, Marilyn Manson has, in his defense of this, has basically tried to play it off like we have, di- you know, all of my experiences experiences have been consensual and are part of the lifestyle or whatever. Which I'm guessing he's implying is some sort of BDSM or something like that which is not how any of that works. I'm not within that community. Um, but from what I know about it, consent is incredibly important. And there are a lot of rules within that community. Um, I never really looked into that much. I, I don't care. No, I, 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 can, I can speak to that. I know people that work as yeah. sex workers and are part of that community. And a big part of that, as you mentioned, is always consent. They, mm-hmm. they yeah. insist upon that. Above all else, because if all parties aren't engaged and enjoying themselves and getting what they want out of it, then it's not consensual. Yeah. And then it's abuse. Yeah. It's abuse. Aftercare is a big part of it, too. You want to check up on your partner and make sure they're doing okay after certain things happen. You know, it's part of being a good human. Ultimately, you know, we we go back to that again. But yeah, I mean, you know, Evan Rachel Wood, he's dated, he's, he's been married to Dita Von Teese. He's, uh, he's engaged to, uh, Rose McGowan. Uh, Rose McGowan, and yeah. she's come out in support of, she said nothing ever really happened to her, but she's in support of every woman who's come forward because more women have come forward. 
Uh, model Sarah McNeil has come forward since and said that she was abused. Um, I thought there were more. I have a feeling more will be coming out, but yeah. I, that's all that this article mentions. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Jen, Jenna Jameson also has said this. Yeah. Uh, says that Marilyn Manson fantasized about burning me alive. Jesus. Yeah. Four other women have come forward. According to this, uh, let's let's circle back on on what you were beginning to say about uh, Evan Rachel Wood, um, which is she was a teenager at the time. So, yeah, it's another instance of grooming, you know, where yeah. he's taking advantage of a woman who he's much older or much. Yeah, he's much older than her. Mm hmm. Like when I was 18, I couldn't imagine dating somebody who was 36. That that just seemed like a foreign concept to me. But he's that out sounds here. awful. I'm I'm 28. I don't want to be near a teenager. Leave me alone. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I mean that that's yeah yeah. And I'm not saying it's impossible to find a, a May December romance. I'm just saying this is a pattern. With a teenager? No. No, not not with a teenager. I'm saying with an adult. <laughs> but yeah, this is a pattern for him. Exhibited. Point blank period. It, it, you know, I just I, I I have no respect for the man. I have no respect for him. And I I applaud Evan Rachel Wood and these other women for coming yeah. out and uh, speaking up against him. Agreed. Especially with the backlash that you mentioned, of course, because of course it's the internet. Shit's gonna happen like that. This is why I get kind of annoyed when people are going after um, older dynamics like that are within healthy normal ranges like Zach Braff dating uh Florence Pugue. Yeah. Who is like she's like twenty six and he's like forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. And people acting like he's committing a crime or something like that, being with her. I'm like, no no no. You need to reserve that for something like this. Right. Because she's a fucking adult. Like she is. And when they met she was an adult. He was not grooming her. Like, right. they met, you know, they've been together 24 or, or something like that. That's fine. They've <laughs> like, been together since she was 24. Their age difference at that point does not matter. It yeah. doesn't matter when she's in her 20s. This is not right. Like, yeah. this is where it's severely fucked up. It's always weird um, to me, too. Like, when... Society goes, oh well, it's legal. It's like, all right, but it doesn't make it right, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't mean it's on the level. I mean, you could still be yeah. concerned about it, and it not be necessarily punishable in a court of law, you know. Again, it's something that we've talked about on previous episodes, and I'm glad we put the disclaimer at the beginning of this one because, yeah, it, yeah, it it deserves to be dug into a little bit. But I remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, when those websites would launch. Where they would be counting down the days until Britney Spears became legal and shit. And you Mary would hear, Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. You would hear radio DJs talking about this shit, plugging these websites. Yes. And these are like 30-year-old men. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? How are you thinking this is okay? You know, I, I get, you know, testosterone takes over sometimes. But it shouldn't take over to that extent where you're thinking about teenage girls and shit like that. That's messed up. Yeah. And... 
I don't know if that's always been a cultural thing or like access to porn and more hardcore porn has made things worse. I'm not saying I'm against porn, but I think we talked about this where I'm like, I have some questions about this, (laughs) like our our easy access to it uh, without a better infrastructure of education within our culture. Right. When it becomes more about just the physical act and the, the carnal nature of it than the uh, affection and the love that is associated with it, you know, what yeah. what is go what happens to society when it becomes easier to access that base need, that base desire, rather than having to groom yourself, you know, and get get, get yeah. right for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I'm going with this. But yeah, that's that's no, a no, no. Totally it, like, different conversation. Where you're just like, there's there's a lot of concerns within this. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it made problems like that worse. That's what my guess is. It just made problems like that worse or maybe we're just more aware of them now or what, but I'm like, ugh. Yeah, so I think gross. it's I, I think it's the second option. I think it's we're more aware of this sort of thing now. Yeah. And I, I do think um, you know, as we unfortunately talk about every time uh, a story like this comes out, I think this is a an effect of the last time something like this came out and the time before that and the time before that when, uh, you know, the abused have stood up against the abusers and called them out and said, you know what, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. I don't yeah. want anyone else going through what I went through and this is helping me to get over it. I think that hearing other people come out and speak against it it is a big boost in getting that off of your chest. And so I applaud the bravery, again, of Evan Rachel Wood and the women who came before her and the other women involved in this particular situation because it's, it's, it's strength. It really is. Yeah, I applaud them as well. And, you know, if you haven't gone through something like this and, you know, you can't necessarily understand that, think about, you know, in quarantine right now, when you've gone to a friend or whatever and you've been like, God damn, like, I'm lonely and I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. And they're going, dude, I'm so lonely and tired of this. How relieved you feel to know that someone else feels the same way. It doesn't fix everything doesn't solve everything but there is that sense of relief where you're like oh my god i'm not alone in this oh sure yeah you know so that's what i think like i was just like giving that context to anyone who might not fully be you know understanding as to like because some people don't understand they're like why are all these other women coming forward why didn't they come forward for the like because they're fucking scared exactly (laughs) like this is a really dangerous thing for them to do especially with someone who's very powerful why didn't this woman come out well she saw all the comments underneath when this other woman came out and spoke against it she didn't want to subject herself to that and she believed that one accuser should be enough to put this man underneath the fucking jail but it doesn't it doesn't work that way Nope. Somebody has to corroborate the story. We got to dig through the text messages. We got to look at the pictures. We got to see the fucking DNA evidence and shit like that. We don't, we can't leave it to the court. You know, they're like, oh, court of public opinion that strikes again. Well, you know, you're not allowing this situation to come to light before you try to absolve your favorite musician or your favorite actor or whatever. People Yeah, so- you mean like, 
You yeah. need five women to come forward. That's how many have come forward so far for Marilyn Manson. Right. To make his record label drop him, which they did today. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, Trump goes, the election was rigged, and it's a fucking lie, nothing, and everyone loses their fucking mind. What else happened? So, like, he, clearly he... Men, in, men in power can say whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. and everyone fawns over them. Women, it takes, like, 20 of us to go, hey... This is a fucking problem. Right. They don't listen. Still don't listen. There will be people who will never, ever believe Evan Rachel Wood. No. They're going to feel like it's some plot to take down Marilyn Manson for some reason because he's oh so popular right now. Oh, yeah. We're all clearly jamming out to Marilyn Manson's music. Come on. Right, right. It's it's always going to be something because, as you mentioned, his record label dropped him. So they're going to be like, oh, she just wanted him to suffer or... He was supposed to be uh, a character on American Gods this season, from what I understand. And his uh, his pieces have been removed from the show altogether. They made that announcement as well. Uh, he was going to be featured on, on uh, Creep Show, and they're not going to air his episode. Good. So, you know, his his apologists will say things like, well, obviously she knew that he was about to have a career resurgence, and she wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. Well, no. When's the right time? When's you tell us? When is the right time for someone? Also, who that could be true. She was seeing that he was going to have a career resurgence and become even more powerful and hurt more women. Right. So she came forward. Maybe that's the fucking truth. Bud. There you go. Like she saw, oh shit, he's going to get in the position of hurting even more women than he's already hurt. Right. Because he's going to gain even more power within the Hollywood infrastructure. Not just the music industry. Like, the fuck? That's possible. There's that doesn't no, mean what she said is not true. There's no wrong time to call out an abuser. Nope. Right. Nope. I mean, they try to act like it's the wrong time with statute of limitations laws, but those are bullshit. No, man, no. Like, we don't yeah. have statute of limitations on murder. Men. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I totally get yeah. it. I totally get yeah. it. All right. We're going to talk about some, let's, let's, let's kind of lighten things up at the okay. end here. Cool. But first, I'm going to ask you to hold on for a second. Yes. Right. I'm going to drink coffee. For anyone listening right now, my sleep cycle has been awful. So I'm drinking coffee because I need to stay awake. Waking up at like 5.45 in the morning. Not fun. Not pleasant. Not a fan. All right. Something fun. What do you got? Okay. Something fun. (laughs) Okay. Nike has cool shoes. Hmm. Okay. See these shoes? I kind of like them. Yes. They kind of. How, how would you explain these shoes to, to listeners, Matthew? Nike Go Fly Ease. So when I saw this announcement, immediately, of course, my mind went to Back to the Future too. I was thinking that yes. these are those self-lacing, self-tying 
<clears throat> Nikes that they've been developing for so long, those elusive Nikes. But no, these are more manual in a way. Um, so this might they be are. like the first iteration of that concept in real in real life. They look pretty damn cool and really nice. And as many people have pointed out, for differently abled individuals, incredibly helpful. Absolutely. I mean, what a, yeah. what a great idea. You can put these on hands-free. Basically, mm-hmm. they, they kind of like open up like those old coin purses and you step inside yeah. of them and it it just like embraces your foot. Yeah. And My only thing that I don't like about it is the price point. It's mm. uh, they're $120, which is way too much. But considering they're really going to be helping people with, you know, like if you want to make them accessible, you should make them much cheaper if you can. That's true. Hopefully um, the market will you know, yeah, let them I, do that. I imagine they'll go down in price. It, it does seem like that's a, a, a more common price for, for Nike products though. Yes. You know? But now that Nike has developed this idea, we can see a lot of uh, other shoe companies doing something similar, maybe even improving on it. Maybe like a Skechers at a $60 price point, which is, you know, yes. pretty acceptable. So, well, it depends on how they've patented the that structure, that creation. Because, like, for example, in the fountain pen community, like, there is a clickable fountain pen, like mm-hmm. one that you can click open and close, and Pilot owns that mechanism. And some other companies have found kind of some ways to do it, but you can't get that type of clickable pen unless mm-hmm. you buy theirs. Wow. So that's my that's another concern, too, where I'm like, do they hold a patent on this where you can't, like, how can you recreate it? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I we'll, do we'll wonder. We'll have to see. I, I do hope that they listen and, and try to make cheaper versions of it or whatever. Right. Well, that's just it, too. Nike, as of late, has been uh, very active, uh, you know, in the inclusivity uh, movement, trying to basically mm-hmm. make sure that their public image uh, reflects, uh, you know, openness inclusivity like i said yeah uh they've they've teamed up with colin kaepernick in the past much to the chagrin <laughs> of uh several close-minded individuals that we mentioned earlier in this episode uh so, so yeah. much to the point that they had to start burning nike gear which is always a hilarious choice because you've paid for it and they've already got your money but whatever um, yeah yeah but i think that nike would be willing to work with other shoe companies. I know that sounds weird to say, but I feel like they'd be willing to share this technology with other shoe companies in an effort to be more inclusive. Yeah, I agree. I think that especially when they're seeing people point that out and they're trying to promote that, it will be a thing that they strive for. Right. I think they look cool. I like the all black ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I would be game to get a pair of these. They were playing with those on uh, the Today Show this morning. Oh, they were? That's and, cool. like, everybody was using them. Al Roker, the rest of the gang, everybody was able to put them on, take them off super easy. Um, they yeah. they work as advertised. And they're coming out, I believe, at the end of this month. So certain people will be able to get them. Uh, for me... Yeah, I know it's very soon. Yeah. Like, I want to try them out, too. But Nike shoes uh, don't quite work well with me. I, I have a wider foot. So mm-hmm. I really can't rock with Nike's too tough. So hopefully when this technology comes to other shoe manufacturers, I'll be able to rock them. Uh, it just depends for me, like with Nike, um, 
Like, I used to never be able to wear Pumas, Mm -hmm. those shoes, like, because they were too narrow. But, like, I just bought some new running shoes that are Pumas. Like, they've changed them or something. I don't know. Hmm. Either way, they were much more comfortable. So, it really just depends on the shoe. Um, But, yeah, I I have the same problem where you're like, I need, like, a wider version of this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, Nike, I want to love you, but you won't love Hmm. me back. I don't understand. Make more wide shoes, Nike. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dolly Parton. Back Guys, in the news again. This is a... I've been over this. It's a Dolly Parton podcast. It is. Two stories on Dolly this week. Two. Two. The first story <laughs> is that Dolly Parton has not gotten her vaccine yet. Amazing. Why? Not because she doesn't believe in it, because we know she donated money to it. She said she's going to get it, but she says, this is a quote, I don't want to jump the line. I didn't donate the money so I could be protected. I did it for everyone. What an absolute princess. What a peach. I want to be Dolly when I grow up. I've said this before. And I, I still do too. <laughs> she's the only good celebrity, guys. She's I'm the saying. only good one. <laughs> I would include Tom Hanks in that, but he gave us Chet Hayes, so... He ain't that great. But Dolly, though. Dolly. I mean, you know, can you blame the father for the son? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a little little bit more more of a believable jump of that conclusion uh, than, you know, the son. So, uh, yeah. Second thing. (laughs) Dolly Parton was offered the Presidential Medal of Freedom twice with Trump. In the last four years, and she wasn't doing it. <laughs> She's like, no thanks. She says, I couldn't accept it. Uh, uh, she explained that uh, she explained that since she had since heard from Joe Biden about potentially receiving the award, she she's worried that it could be politically or, or misconstrued as a political statement, as if she were to accept it now after declining it. Mm. Now I feel like if I take it, I'll be doing politics, so I'm not sure. But I don't work for these awards. It'd be nice, but I'm not sure that I even deserve it. Uh, But it's a nice compliment for people who think I might deserve it. Yeah. So basically, she turned it down with Trump, and now she is, I guess, kind of being offered it again. Um. But she's not sure about it because she doesn't want to be in this like really like she cares about politics. But I understand what she means where she's like, "Eh, it feels kind of politicized. I don't know about this. Well, you know, the 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 um, the origin of this whole idea uh, of her getting a presidential medal of freedom, um, it started as a joke, uh, half joke between Stephen Colbert and Barack Obama. So uh, Barack was on. Colbert's show talking about uh, his new book and yeah. Colbert had just said something about Dolly and, and her, uh, you know, donating to make the vaccine a reality. And he was like, how does she not have a presidential medal of freedom? And uh, President Obama said, you know, look, that's an oversight of my administration. I'm going to talk to Joe <laughs> about it. Great, great moment. But yeah. obviously, you know, people started asking her about it, too. And that's when she had to admit <laughs> <laughs> the bit about Trump and how right. she had to turn it down because a lot of these, a lot of these stories that come out about her, these are easily 
misconstrued as, well, Dolly Parton said this happened. No, it's all almost always found out through like other people in passing. Yeah, you know, and it's it's always like the context is important here because it's not like Dolly's bragging on herself. It's that she was working on a project. Uh, mm-hmm. Like for instance, the reason why she's back in the news again uh, is because she's got a Super Bowl ad. Uh, yeah, I believe she has a perfume coming out too, or something along those lines. She got everything happening. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> she's making the media rounds again, and so in these interviews, people ask her about that moment, and she's inclined to share the story about why she doesn't have one, why she's not going to get one, and I respect. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of people I can say this about, but I do respect the fact that she's trying to be for everybody. And yes. not, you know, saying, oh, I play for this team, I play for that team. It's like, look, I make music. <laughs> yes, but also at the same time, she does not shy away from giving a shit about rights. Exactly. That's the best part about it. She finds a way to toe that line that's kind of beautiful. Um, I'm listening to her audiobook right now. I got it through the library. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's, it's basically, the audiobook version at least, it's called Storyteller. It's basically her just sitting down interview style and just yeah. telling telling her stories. I don't know how the physical book is written, but that's how the audiobook is. It's I like really audiobooks. Uh I like audio biographical audiobooks because Same. you get to hear the the emotion in the person as they tell their story. Yeah. That's yeah, something. she is a sweetheart. Yeah. You can hear it in her voice. It's just wonderful. Yeah. Another awards related story. Mhm. Uh, Stacey Abrams has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Hey now. Yeah, for um, her work for nonviolent uh, change to the val- ballot box. This is uh, via Reuters. So, really big story. Um, whether or not she will actually get the Nobel Peace Prize is, I mean, it's possible. Like, you know. Martin Luther King, as the article mentions, Dr. Martin Luther King got it yeah. um, for fighting for equality and civil rights. And what Stacey Abrams did is huge. Yes, it's absolutely. huge for, um, you know, American democracy. It's huge for, for civil rights going forward. Um, it kind of proved that there are no red states or blue states. They are just states and what we have to fight for. Yeah. Um, yeah. In system. And what's great about her, she's not done yet. She's still no, doing this. Close. She's still got a long way to go. She's only in her, how old is she? 32? Let's Amazing. see if it says on here. Amazing. But she's in her 30s. She's young. Man. Maybe. Maybe she didn't. No, she can't be. So right now, she's got this thing. She's got um, a project called Fair Fight. Uh, yes. Fairfight.com. Mm-hmm. And basically is the, the idea is that they promote fair elections in Georgia and around the country, encourage voter participation in elections and educate voters about elections and their voting rights. It can't get more universal. I, than I'm that. very stupid. Stacey Abrams is 47 years old. Oh, that's I all right. Why. I was thinking she was <laughs> so much younger. It does not matter. But I did want to correct myself with that because I was like, oh, she's only in her 30. I think she was like mid 30s. Look, I'll say it. Which we all good. know it. Black don't crack. So I I wanted you to say it because I couldn't say it, but I was thinking it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, Stacey Abrams, she still got she still got a lot of fight left in her, and they're scared of her. I don't want to dig into what they're doing because they don't deserve that attention. They don't deserve a platform. But she is working hard, 
to make sure that you, me, and everybody has the easiest easiest path to get out to vote. Yes. And why it's important. So I applaud Stacey Abrams. Obviously, the entire country applauds Stacey Abrams. And I yes. think she absolutely deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean... She's one of these, you know, one of the most influential people right now for, you know, like, like she is the epitome of that award. Why wouldn't she win that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it makes sense. But either way, I'm glad she was nominated for it. Me too. Good. You know, we've talked about a lot of brave women on this episode, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. You know, in spite of everything that's going on, in spite of the difficult subject matter that we discussed this week, we did get a chance to shine a light on some very strong, very positive women in this world. And that's that's something that, you know, we need to do more often. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan. <laughs> I am one of them. I have one, I am one of women. Me too. So, yeah. Not one of, but a fan. Yeah. Yes. I Yeah, you're to. you're a fan yes. of woman. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Who isn't? <laughs> Well, I mean, clearly we've listed quite a few, but yeah. other than that. Yeah, other than that. All right. Yeah. So, Wall of Weird. Wall of Weird, get into it. Making a hard fucking left with this Wall of Weird, y'all. Um, now, over the past several weeks, episodes, months, we've talked about the yes. monoliths popping up and everything. The mysterious. Yeah, we haven't heard about monoliths in a while. Was that a 2020 thing? Are, are monoliths <laughs> so... 2020? I think once they made the gingerbread monolith, I think people were kind of over it. So it's like, all right, that's enough. The aliens. Leave it to white people to ruin everything. <laughs> Fucking bakers. You people. You goddamn honkies ruin everything. <laughs> I love everything. Good, I love a good gingerbread. Let them aliens have their moment. Come on. Come on. Gingerbread. Right. White people are like, this is too spicy. I can't. <laughs> So I can't with this. <laughs> this burns my throat. <laughs> so, big monolith energy is how I describe this story. Six okay. people were arrested for changing okay. the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. What? <laughs> is, there, is there a picture? Unfortunately not. It was already what? fixed. They took care of that so quickly. I think if you go, uh, oh, no, there's, there's kind of a picture. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, okay. Six people were arrested Monday after scaling steep terrain around the iconic Hollywood sign and strategically changing it to convey what they said was a breast cancer awareness message, according to police. Hollyboob, the sign briefly read, with a big tart with a letter B on it thrown over the W and a strategically placed white dash to make the D another B. LAPD Captain Steve Lurie, the Hollywood area commander, said LAPD security personnel observed the five men and one woman on video surveillance about 1.15. A police helicopter quickly responded to the area and flight crew were able to watch the group remove, uh, watch the group move back down the hill to a location on Mulholland Drive where other officers and park rangers met them with handcuffs. The arrestees were not publicly identified and could not be immediately reached for comment Monday. Fucking heroes, man. Fucking they heroes. didn't do any permanent damage to it. Give them a slap on the wrist. No. Service, let them go. They didn't even spray paint the sign. I thought they painted yeah. on like the B no. on the W. No, it was just a tarp. 
It's a tarp. Just just slap on the wrist. Let him go. Who gives a shit? You know what? I appreciate their efforts. We needed some levity in this day and age. And they just changed the wood to boob. That's great. Yeah. Everybody wins. Uh, I I completely agree. <laughs> I don't under- <laughs> I mean Holly Boob is definitely the name of this episode. But uh I I just I, yeah, I I don't I don't understand charges like that. We've right. talked about this in the past where I'm like uh, come on, man. Give them a couple hours. Give them like eight hours of community service or something. Like, that's nothing. They can do that in a week and then be done with it. Who cares? The L.A. police say the Hollywood vandalism of Hollywood sign was, quote unquote, way uncool. I disagree, police. Totally uh, guys, disagree. Guys, they didn't. Dis- they didn't. First of all, you once again, you and your fucking property, all you fucking weirdos. Jesus, I'm not saying abolish private property, but you guys need to get a little bit fucking less weird about this property stuff. Yeah. When it's not even someone's home or anything and it's no permanent damage. Jesus Christ. So this isn't even the first time that the iconic Hollywood sign has been uh, yeah, vandalized. They're, they're very careful about that sign because I guess it is a target. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, a matter of contention. So the iconic Hollywood sign. Over the years, um, many have attempted to just have it taken down altogether. But because it's just such an iconic staple of Americana, uh, yeah. you know, people have fought to keep it up. They they want to make it a, uh, you know, it's, what is it? It's, it's personal property right now, but they're trying to make it a... Um, oh, uh, uh, National Monument? National like, Monument, exactly. So, of course, you know... A landmark. A landmark, even. That's, that's even better, yes. So... Um, on the animated show, uh, Bozak Horseman, uh, famously, they took the D away and made it Hollywood. But that's just a cartoon. In real life, oftentimes this song is, ch- the, the, the sign rather, is changed. Someone has, uh, made it read Hollyweed back in 2017. Ooh, yes. Fresh. Of course. Now I like it. Um, hip. Yeah. You. Uh, once upon a time, someone uh, made it read Caltech, which is not that creative, but hey, somebody did it, so congratulations for that. School, yippee, team. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lots of variations. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> I that's kind of awesome. Like I, I love, I love that they did it and they didn't actually mess up this like landmark. <laughs> right. Like, when you're reading this, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, shit. But the fact that it's like, all right, all they had to do was take down a tarp. No big deal. And then they're like, um, we're raising awareness for breast cancer. Okay. Like, all right. That's okay. Like, yeah. Are, you, you think people aren't aware? That's like one of the biggest charities. <laughs> they have like so much money. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> So there's there's so there's there's so many different times it's been uh, uh you know annotated changed. It used to say Hollywood Land, and I never understood why they took the land off of it. I don't either. I don't know the story behind that. I know I I did know that as well, but I don't know why they took it off. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that that was a thing, and then at some point they were done with the land portion of it. Yes. Didn't it? Wait, did it like? Did it burn down or something? Was it destroyed? Oh, here we go. 
Chandler's Hollywood Land sign was originally supposed to stay up for a year and a half, but it remained for decades and deteriorated to a beraggled mess in the 40s because it had become such a recognizable feature of the emerging industry town. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and the L.A. Parks Department, upon whose land the sign sat upon, agreed to restore the sign, but remove the land suffix. That's it. We don't know why. They just took it away. Why not? Why not? Why? Why not? Didn't quite roll off the tongue. So. (laughs) Interesting. That is is, uh, a fascinating change of like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to mess with the sign. I'm going to make it a little bit shorter. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. So, yeah, lots of weird stuff going on in the world. That's our wall of weird for this week. Yeah. And that's the episode, I think. Yeah. If you folks have any ideas about what you would change the Hollywood sign to, let us know. Uh, you know, of course, by reaching out to us on social media, likes and met across the board. Instagram is the best place to reach us because we hang out there the most. Yeah. Yeah. If you're related to me, please get off my Instagram. I'm kind of tired of this. <laughs> if you're not, you can follow me, the Lex Lutz, and I make inappropriate jokes and stuff. But if you're related to me and you're not being cool, <laughs> maybe just consider not following me. <laughs> if you're related to me <laughs> and you've made it. They're not even listening. No one related to me would ever listen to this. No one related to us made it this far in the episode. No, I'll tell you that right now. Not. No, because not listening to this. No, we've get we've... off of my goddamn Instagram, Grandma. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> and the problem is, if I hide her, I have to hide her sisters as well, because they all fucking talk to oh, each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And then, then it becomes a thing, and then it's like, why isn't Alexis posting whatever? Ugh. So then you got to make special <laughs> curated content just for them. This, and this is because my grandma saw like a really, really dirty joke that I put on Instagram this morning. <laughs> Look, once upon a time, your grandma had a dirty sense of humor too. Everybody's grandma did. I don't know why she grandmas did. get weird about that later in life, but whatever. <laughs> well, she's also <laughs> used to it with me by now. One time she was, like, not happy with my jokes, and I was like, you know, if you shake hard enough, that stick will fall out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but if I could high-five you, yeah, I would. Um, all right. Yeah. We were in the middle of, of shilling, so let's continue. I'm sorry, <laughs> shilling. So, uh, Instagram, yes, Instagram is the best way to reach us, especially if you're going to direct message us. Direct message us on Instagram. We are also on Twitter. We have a Facebook, but guys, honestly, both of us are not really using Facebook as much anymore. We're kind of trying to get away from that platform altogether. Um, we're even going to be moving our Facebook. We've talked about Facebook group. We're going to be getting a Discord going, plus yes. discussions within our Patreon. Discord. For yes. that, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. We are going to be updating our tiers very soon. We will promote that on social media as soon as that's done and ready um current patrons don't worry we will keep you in the loop of everything involved with that we're going to make sure you guys don't lose any any of your stuff going on we appreciate your pa- patronage patronage right. patrons, yeah. yeah. you got it you got it hey i'm smart next next yeah. time our tears will include tears for fears tears of a clown 
etc. Just be ready. New tears coming. Both of us really need to go to bed, clearly. <laughs> so we're just at the point where we're like rambling on about shit. That's true. And I should also mention that if you guys want to hear more, more Matt Peters goodness this month, you're mm-hmm. in luck. Because not only am I being featured on Party Chat two times this month because it's Black History Month. I'm kidding. No, it just happened that way. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm oh, being... I forgot, Matt. Happy Black History Month. Thank you. Thank I you. I bought this... you a gift. <laughs> it's going to be in the mail to me soon, and then it'll get to you. <laughs> I will share that on our social medias when we get it. Matt knows what it is. I wish you'd have just stopped right there and said, yeah, Happy Black History Month. I sent myself a gift. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Back yeah. to the shilling once again. So I'm going to be on Party Chat two times this month. Party Chat is a great podcast. I even listen to it when I'm not on because you know what? Aaron Amendola has a good group of friends around him. He's married to a wonderful woman and he's got an adorable dog named Chewy. So check oh them out. Oh my God, Chewy is so cute. And Aaron is a great podcaster. He I really, really enjoy it. He really is. Also, yeah. and I feel like I've said this on the show before, but now I can officially announce it. I am a reader for Uncanny Magazine's podcast. So the, um, the first story uh, that I that I read uh, for them is now available on all your podcatchers. It's called Feminine Sundance. It's by the wonderful author Christopher Caldwell Kelly. And if you want to hear a very different Matt Peters, believe me, you're going to want to check this story out. So I'm committed, yeah, baby. I, I love stuff like that. I love this voice acting venture that you're getting into because it's not something I would ever do. Nor do I have a lot of interest in it because I'm just like, if I was in voice acting, I would just be like rambling on about random shit and getting lost and like, ooh, look, what's that? Like, like that's that's my that's what the energy that I bring to life in general and things in general. Whereas you're like steady and you know good voice reading this and I'm like, okay, that's cool. That is a that is a, a, the other half of this. That I do not have. Well, I'm ready so. to have some fun. So we're going to see how far this journey takes us. But, folks, thank you so much once again for listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Thank you. We did it. We did. <laughs>